And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, Paul Estridge, president of Estridge Homes. I like to think that I demonstrate my faith through my contemplation and decisions and how I deal with everyday situations. And I think that's the most Christ-like model as I read the Bible. I, 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 think, I can think of very few sermons that yeah. he gave, a few. Most of them were, were just everyday circumstances where he spoke into the situation, and that's what I try to do. Bottom line, faith is back on. And I'm Adam Ritz uh, with your co-host, Ray Hilbert. Hey, Ray, how are you? I'm terrific today, Adam. How about yourself? I'm excited for the, uh, the iTunes capabilities that Bottom Line Faith has. Now, do you have a smartphone or are you on the flip phone? Uh, I'm on a smartphone <laughs> and uh, I'm on the Google platform, which we're there in the Google Play Store as well. And we're just seeing incredible growth for the podcast. We're excited about that. Excellent. So uh, yeah, just search us out uh, online, uh, Bottom Line Faith. The website is bottomlinefaith.org and you can download and subscribe to the shows through iTunes or, or Google Play yeah. uh, as Ray does. Ray, uh, it's good to see you here for Bottom Line Faith. And I always enjoy the guests that you bring on the show to learn uh, what they do and how their faith drives their success. Well, Adam, you know it's it's really quite a lot of fun that we have around here, and you know this really is the show where we we uh, kind of the metaphor we like to use is we want to lift the lid and tinker around a little bit in the engine of Christian business leadership. And uh, I'm particularly excited about our guest today because God has really, really uh, brought this man through an incredible journey. Okay. Uh, You've, you've piqued my interest. I cannot wait for this one. <laughs> well, folks, it is our pr- uh, pleasure and, and honor to welcome Mr. Paul Estridge as our guest on this edition of Bottom Line Faith. Paul, hello and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ray. I'm glad to be here. Adam, good seeing you. Hey, Paul. Nice to meet you. For, for those of you that don't know, Paul and I have probably known each other since the mid-90s, and I uh, wish I had time on our show today to tell you an amazing story of how that all came about. But I will just tell you this, that of all the uh, Christian business leaders that I've met across the country. This this man's in my top five, top ten at the least in watching how God has used him, and he's been a huge blessing to me and thousands of others across the country. So, Paul, how about we just get into the story? Why don't you tell sure. our audience a little bit about yourself uh, and your background? Well, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest here in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, when Carmel was a small little town with one stoplight and two restaurants, and it's changed considerably since then. But my father started his own business as a home builder in our home when I was 10 years old. So I got to experience he and my mother both um, starting a company. And uh, I went to high school there and then went to college at the University of Evansville. And probably the, the most impressionable aspect of my childhood, which a lot of children today don't get to experience is working alongside my parents and learning the lessons of what it's like to start a company and and a business. And I didn't grow up in a Christian home. uh, So that came later in my life, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we'll probably talk about that. Absolutely. And so uh, tell us a little bit about the company today and we'll weave our way back through the past, but uh, tell us what you're up to today. Well, we restarted uh, Estridge Homes in 2013 uh, because of the past, and um, and today we're we built about 200 homes so far mm-hmm. since we restarted. 
Absolutely. So, uh, Adam, I, I, I'd kind of like to walk with Paul down a little bit down memory lane here, if that'd be all right for our guests. Yeah, I'd love to find out more about that. It, it really interested me how you said we restarted in 2013. Right. So now I am uh, really want to hear the story of where where it was yeah. before 2013. Walk us through that experience, sure. yeah. Sure. So it's easier for me to start at the beginning, yep. you know. So I came out of, I, I built my first home when I was 20. My father let me help him while I was young, and then he said, it's time that you build your first home. And so I did that and learned a tremendous amount from that and uh, came out of college uh, working for him for a few years. And he he was young, um, younger than I am today relative to my children. So um, he had a lot of career left in him, and, and I was raring to go. So um, he knew I was going to probably do something else, but I, I had I – had, pursued learning about building whole neighborhoods. He was a custom builder, and I wanted to build entire neighborhoods. And uh, so I I started a company in 1983 when I was 25. And uh, our first neighborhood was in Lawrence, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a tremendous success. In the first two years, we built 144 homes. And uh, at that time, I was not uh, a believer, wasn't a Christian in any aspect, wasn't interested in anything like that. And um, But uh, having made a lot of money, which I had planned on making, yeah. and being successful and and uh, well-known and all those types of things started happening. And uh, I had always placed my plans on those types of things bringing me happiness, and it didn't. In fact, when I realized that none of those things brought happiness. I, I basically had a nervous breakdown in my uh, late 20s. And uh, so one day as a single man with everything going for me, um, I basically uh, gave my life to Christ uh, in my apartment one night in tears, crying out. And uh, I happened to have a Bible my mom had had given me um, for reasons I really don't know, but I had it. <laughs> and um, I opened it up to what was uh, Psalms 25, and I read it over and over and over again through tears, and that was uh, that was the night I gave my Lord to Christ, my my life to Christ. So, and uh, so you were 28. I was 27, 28. 20, 27, 28. And by all accounts, on top of the world, you've got a business yes. that's thriving, uh, 144 homes in your first two years, and making probably making money hand over fist, and yet you found yourself alone in your apartment broken down and open before the Lord. And he showed up, didn't he? He did show up. And, you know, a lot of people have different experiences in those moments. I felt just a tremendous lift of weight and pressure uh, off of me. And the next morning I woke up and made uh, life-changing commitments. Uh, And he, uh, the Lord brought me my wife within a year or so. And, um, And it's been an amazing journey ever since. Not always easy. But uh, quite amazing and very fulfilling. Well, I really thought what you might tell us is from that moment on, life was just (laughs) sunshine and roses and never a challenge in business. Right. But that's not what we're going to hear, is it? No, you're not. Well, there were many years in which it was very good. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, like everyone else, there's rough days and tough days and and things like that. That's normal. Um, But in uh, the, the decade of the 2000s, uh, that started off very, very good, and the first half was phenomenal. And yeah. In fact, our company made over $25 million in the first half of, of the 2000s, and and um, 
and then all of a sudden the tsunami hit in 2007, 2008. And um, what would lead ultimately to uh, a, a period of about five years when um, I would go through some very difficult times. Uh, was able to endure a abdominal aneurysm, personal bankruptcy, uh, losing my company that had built at that time over 8,000 homes uh, in, in the Indianapolis area. And I lost both my parents, and um, it was a very difficult time. Sounds to me like you might have felt a little bit like Job during that season. Well, <laughs> actually, just before we went out of business, I gave, uh, asked all the, the leadership in my company to read the book of Job. Hmm. And uh, I think it's one of the most important uh, stories in the Bible. If I recall, somewhere in that time frame, at least what, what at least from the outside looking in might have looked like the <clears throat> pinnacle of success, your company was even featured on Extreme Home Makeover, right? Right. You led that initiative here. That's right. And we were the um, the um, finale for that season. Yeah. Two-hour special on ABC. And uh, it was that was one of the that was probably the highlight of our my my past company's experience. It was it was truly an amazing uh, event, building two homes in a period of 105 hours. Yeah. And uh, over 5,000 uh, volunteers, um, and it was it was it was a tremendous um, outreach of giving that I've never experienced before. In the midst of our storm, yeah, you know, uh, we 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 found it important that even though, and, and everyone knew we were going through a difficult time, and and our situation was very public, it was in the paper, um, but. We nevertheless felt it was important to live out our faith and to bring people together and build together, uh, even in the toughest of times. That's what I find interesting about this, Adam, is just from a public or worldly perspective all across the country, here's a company being featured, an incredible outpouring of volunteerism, an incredible blessing that's occurring, and yet there's a storm happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, nobody uh, knows what's happening behind the curtain. That, that's exactly right. So, so Paul, you know, we've got listeners here who are business owners and marketplace leaders and, and moms and dads and probably pastors, a, a wide variety of people that will listen to the program. So walk us through, help us understand, I, I don't know the right way to say, the darkness, the challenge, the, the darkest moment, the hardest moment when everything started crashing. What was that like? Well, it wasn't a sudden yeah. Event. It was. Um, it was. It took place over a course of uh, two or three years, really. Yeah. And um, and we were fighting it uh, the entire time. And um, you know, the great, the darkest of times for me was the imagining of the people that were going to be hurt yeah. as a result of us going out of business. The small people. It's not small people, but small businesses. Yeah, and your vendors and such. The vendors such, yeah. and the suppliers who would, who would ultimately take some form of a loss. Mm-hmm. And it still today haunts me. I think about it every day. And, and, um, and I, 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 um, I still want to figure out some way before my life's over to, uh, to pay that debt. Now, yeah. you know, what's been one of the most amazing experiences is when I came back in business, um, I needed to go back to those same people who... Yeah had been with me for 20, 30 years and say, would you help me um, 
lay, lay flooring or would you help me frame homes or would you provide block and lumber to me? And they all said yes. Every one of Every them. Every single one of them. And um, that's been one of the greatest blessings that I've ever experienced. And, uh, and I asked them why. I asked several of them why who I, who I knew pretty well. And they said, Paul, you know, we watched you do everything we thought that a person could do to save your company and to prevent this from happening. And, and you personally took as big a loss as any of us did. Yeah. And you put all the money back in, and I did. And that was the, that was the tough business decision. Do I keep it and, and shut the doors, um, as many other companies did, or do I put it all back, back in the game? And uh, I put all of it and some back in the game. My, my parents stepped in, and they helped out with some money that they had and, and helped mortgage some land. And we, we were a family that was committed to doing whatever it took. We, we never felt that the money was ours. It was, um, it was ours to use to, in some way, shape, or form, um, benefit our community, benefit other people's lives, and to you know, be good stewards of it. I don't know today if if I could say that I did that, but I tried. Yeah. And um, but there's a good news out of this, and that is that we they can't eat you. <laughs> <laughs> they can't eat you. They, and, they try though, right? <laughs> right. And and going broke isn't isn't by any means one of the more difficult things to deal with. I, I can sit here and tell you that. Um, the sun comes up the next day. Um, it doesn't lobotomize you. You don't forget everything you learned and all your skills and abilities, and, and you just keep going with faith, and, um, and you don't give up. And, and one of the other things that, um, that, I, that I kept at the forefront of my mind is that throughout this entire experience, I was, a mo- I was modeling what a man of faith does faced with really, really difficult adversity for my children and people in the community. And I really want to talk about that for a couple of moments because um, I want to ask a question and then come back with a comment, which will lead to another question. But when you were in the midst of it, when you were right in, in, in the battle, did you question God? Did you maybe shake your fist at him and say, why is this happening? Or what was that like for you in your own spiritual journey in the midst of, of that valley? I'm asked that question a lot, and, and, and I'm not so sure that people believe my answer. But for me, I, I never did. Okay. I just never did. And I think it comes from uh, an inner – one of my values at, at the core of my being is, a, is I, I really try to practice a selfless uh, – way of living and yeah. thinking okay. and and a selfless mindset within one's faith i think leads us to never believing that the worst of times and circumstances can't happen to any of us that's right and and i never felt that i was above or deserving uh to not be someone that was uh subject to the to the same things that other people in fact, uh, in our company meetings, for the last couple of years, I would say to people, you know, not every company, every, everything, everything will crumble in this world. Everything will. And 
every company will eventually go out of business and and uh, we're all going to pass away and for those of us that believe uh, we will have a long life after this one yeah that is that is really good and and i <clears throat> i want to come back because you and i have talked before mm-hmm. you were counseled to do something but you did the opposite and i'm referring specifically to public awareness would you tell us right. about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so um you know, when, when it was inevitable, uh, several high net worth uh, businessmen who I knew uh, said, well, listen, you, you've got you to hire some public relations people and you've got to figure out how to get this on the back page because uh, this will kill you. This will mm-hmm. absolutely crush you. And you, you just can't afford to have this, this story out there on the, on the front page. And I thought about that for not really very long, maybe a day or two. And I was kind of going that way. And then all of a sudden something spoke to me. Uh, maybe it was in prayer or just driving down the road. But, uh, you know, my, my favorite verse is Romans twelve two, which is conform no longer to the patterns of this world, but forever renew your mind in part. And uh, so I'm, a, I'm kind of a nonconformist in that <laughs> regard, particularly... Yeah, yeah. When it comes to my growing faith, so um, that was worldly advice I was getting, yeah. but it wasn't spiritual advice. So I hired the public relations firm, and I said, "Okay, this is the game plan. We want to be on the front page, and not the back page, not but the, the front page, page. The front page, sports section, or A one, A one, the front page, A one, front page of the Indianapolis Star." They didn't quite understand it. They said, that's really not what we do. And I said, yeah, but it probably is an easy assignment, given, mm-hmm. given the, uh, our name in the marketplace. And they said, yeah, it will be. So they set up the meetings, and I met with them, and I was as transparent and as authentic and as um, out there as I could possibly be. And um, it's the best, probably the best decision I've ever made because people have come up to me um, – uh, through the years since then and said, uh, you know, uh, I, I just appreciate so much because I've gone through difficult times or I had had something similar to you. And and to see how comfortable you were with living it out uh, so openly made me feel comfortable um, in the events and circumstances that they had faced. So, you know, look, these things, this is life. This is this, this is just the way it works. That's right. That's right. And uh, so why hide from it? You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, above it or immune from it. Well, folks, we're uh, we're talking with Paul Estridge of Estridge Homes and really walking through his uh, journey and his story. And you know, as I, <clears throat> Adam, as I'm listening there, I, I think that so often when we're in the midst of failure, we're tempted to to try to hide it and be shamed. Sure. That. And oh, yet, yeah. we're hearing a totally different story today. Yeah, that's inspiring, and uh, you've inspired me maybe to start my own PR firm where <laughs> we we do that. We yeah. we don't take your your uh, laundry and put it on the back page. We'll we'll make it bigger and worse than it actually is. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Your comeback's a better story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it'd be great if they did this in politics too, right? So just imagine every oh. candidate. Let's just go ahead and get all the junk out on the front page, and yeah. Say, okay, I'm guilty of all that and a whole lot more. Now can we get on with the business of solving problems? And so 
So, Paul, you got through the, the dark stages and, and, um, and, and that sort of thing. You rebirthed the company. So now what's life like? How, how are you specifically uh, living to wor- um, working out your faith in your company now? What's that look like? Well, I don't think it's any different than it's ever been. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm not a preacher businessman. I like to think that I um, demonstrate my faith through my contemplation and my actions and decisions and how I deal with everyday situations. Yeah. And, um, and I, I know that it's, it's observed that way. Yeah. I've been told so by many, many people. And so, and I think that's the most Christ-like model as I read the Bible, you know, um, I, I, I think I can think of very few real sermons that yeah. he gave a few, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but most of them were were just everyday circumstances where he spoke into the situation, um, and that's what I try to do. Well, and you know, uh, Adam, I I know you know this as well, but the, the reputation that mm-hmm. that Paul has in this this community it, it, through this whole story is amazing, and I know God's using him to share this story all across the the country as well. It's really powerful. When I saw that we were ha- going to have Paul Estridge on the on the show, and I, I know the brand, Estridge Homes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty well informed. I know what's going on around town, and I, I hadn't really uh, thought about any of that, any of those dark days, mm-hmm. or that your company had closed down, and then w- there was a rebirth in 2013. Right. I mean, I just, uh, and I would think a lot of people that know you personally, too, just, just know not only that you're a man of faith, but you're... Um, Estridge Homes, that brand, that power behind that brand, it's, it's almost like to a lot of people, it never went away. Well, that's good. I'm glad. To, I, I hope that's the case. And we were just out of business a short time, and um, I, I, I'm glad to I'm glad to know that that's out there. Um, you know, we um, we we being asked to build a person's home is one of the greatest honors, and uh, and, and by building whole neighborhoods, we we are connecting other people's lives and their souls together. And it's uh, just on the way over here, I drove by one of our neighborhoods and snuck through it just to see how it was, how it was maturing. And it's very, very fulfilling. If you see some trash in, on one of the lawns, do you stop and get out? Well, I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think people should own their own trash. <laughs> uh, maybe you have some uh, hedge trimmers in your trunk and you just you see a hedge that's out of place. I will you, tell you a funny quick story about that neighborhood. Is uh, Years ago, I was driving through that neighborhood and I saw a crack literally in the corner of, of one of the homes. And I, and I went up to the front door and introduced myself. This was a couple years after we had built the home. And I and the the customer was sh- and I said, "You have a, do you know about the crack?" And this is a structural issue. We need to come back and take care of this. And he was shocked. And and it's Covington Estates, right down the street here. And and, uh, and we took care of it. And um, that, that's that to me is. Uh, that's like Steve Jobs. You've got a crack on your iPhone. Let me stop by. And, uh, and, and yeah, maybe he did that. I don't know. <laughs> that is great. Believe it or not, we are heading heading into the the home stretch of our time here with Paul Estridge today. So, Paul, just a couple other questions I'd love to dive into. And you know, we've heard your story and and um, how you've maintained your Christian walk and integrity through dark times, and now coming back through you know success as as you're rebuilding the company. 
But just uh, one of the questions I'm just dying to ask is, what's the best advice that anyone has ever given you? What was it, and how's that continue to impact you today? Well, um, I, I think that the best advice I'd ever been given was uh, the relationships that we build uh, and our reputations uh, in this world are the two most valuable assets that we can ever uh, realize. And um, that in combination with, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's always about people. Yeah. It's always about people. And so the fact that we've been able to come back so quickly, I attribute to um, the fact that uh, the relationships that we had built were genuine and real and authentic, and, and the reputation, you know, was in part due to stopping and knocking on a customer's door two yeah. years later and telling them, hey, you have an issue here, we need to take, we need to take care of it. And uh, that's caring first and foremost about people. Yeah. And and that is, if I have a ministry, it's that's it. It's just about pouring into other people's lives. And to that point, uh, you know, we we uh, were a customer before. We built mm-hmm. a home with you, and and I remember going out on the job site and talking to some of your subcontractors, your flooring people, your drywallers, uh, carpenters, and uh, to a person, every one of them said that that's one of the reasons they loved working with you and for you is they they know Mr. Estridge cares. And uh, when you've got that at that level, then you know you're doing some things right in, in a way that's honoring the Lord. So that is really, really fantastic. I wish we had two more shows with Paul, don't you? Well, we can always bring him back. We can always yeah. bring him back. Yeah. That's the beauty of a sure, podcast. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, I, I, I would be remiss. There's a favorite question we have here mm-hmm. at Bottom Line Faith, and I, and I hope this doesn't throw you off your seat here, but uh, I like to set the stage. And Proverbs 420, this is what I call my above all else question. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs 4.23, we uh, see these words. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. So, Paul, let's hit the fast-forward button, and it's toward the end of your time, Mm -hmm. this side of eternity. You've got a chance to gather your loved ones, your family, your friends, your business associates, and it's time for Paul Estridge to pass on his above-all-else advice. What would that be and why? Above all else... Wow, that's a powerful question. Um, I can I can picture it, picture being there. I really believe that I would say above all else, love one another. And I know that that's the words of Jesus. Uh, but I really believe that that is the most powerful message I could I could leave for my children and friends and family and those that I would know is to love each other and and you know you can go through tough market times and yeah. business times but it's it's those relationships uh, and the love that you have which is you know serves our purposes yeah that's that's strong that's strong I love you Paul thank you I love you buddy <laughs> that's, that's awesome that, that, is, that is good stuff and so um, Paul, we're just so grateful that you would take the time to join us here on, on Bottom Line Faith. And so I, I'd like to just kind of close our time together this way if we could. Uh, there's probably a business owner or business leader right now who's discouraged, who's frustrated. Maybe they feel like they're in the pit of failure mm-hmm. and they don't feel any hope. They don't see any way out. What would you say to them as we close the show today? 
Well, they need to they need to surrender their life. They need to surrender their life to to our Lord and Savior. And they need to get on their knees and say, Lord, I can no longer cope and manage the circumstances that I'm faced with by myself. And I ask for you to step in and take the steering wheel and steer me during these times because I don't have that capacity. And and with complete and total faith that he will do that. And when they surrender themselves, um, that's when selflessness leaves their body and dependency on our Lord uh, takes over. That's not theory for you. That's That's no, been real life, right? That's real life. Adam, closing thoughts from you, and then I'll offer one as we wrap up today. I liked when Paul said uh, early on when you were talking about success, you said that uh, the money uh, and the money that you uh, make and have with your family, you've never felt like it was yours. You felt like it was something that you had to uh, use and to steward in the right way. That really touched me. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think my takeaway that I would just leave uh, today would be that um, in spite of dark times, in spite of what the world would call failure, it's part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. He's trying to shape our character, and it really is our opportunity to have our faith tested and to see if we'll remain true to God's call in our life. I think that's absolutely point on. Yeah. I think it's exactly the way it is. He's shaping our lives and our, our love for each other through these circumstances. Paul, can we uh, follow you on Twitter or Facebook or anything? Facebook, or? I'm on Facebook mostly, uh, and I love to see new friends and and uh, correspond that way. And the uh, Estridge Homes website yes, is? It, I, it's Estridge Homes. EstridgeHomes.com. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and Estridge.com is our website. Estridge.com. Okay. Well, folks, this is uh, Ray Hilbert and Adam Ritz with the Bottom Line Faith Podcast. Our guest today has been Paul Estridge of Estridge Homes. And we are so grateful that you would uh, join us today. Paul, thanks for your time. And and as always, you're such a blessing and an encouragement. I know God's going to use this conversation to bless leaders all over the country. Thank you. Thank you.